It's going to be one of those emotional days today, so y'all just get, get your Kleenex out and cry with me. Um, I, I just, we have been so overwhelmed by, um, by your love, your support, your prayers. Uh, we have friends uh, around the country uh, that have been praying for us, praying for Kathy, and we are, um, we are experiencing uh, those prayers, and we highly appreciate them and value them, and, um, and your support, just uh, those of you that have brought food, those of you that are praying, just we, we highly, highly, highly uh, value that and appreciate it, and it just, I want to read a passage to you, it's out of Isaiah 35, have we done that, you guys waiting on me, or y'all look like you're you just like the way I look, and you're st- yeah, okay. Um, they look like they got something important to say back there, don't they? <laughs> um, I want to read this passage to you. I was just reminded of this passage this week. It's in Isaiah 35. I'm going to read it from a translation called uh, The Voice. I don't have it up for you, but just uh, you can follow in your Bibles or on your phones. Or um, It says this, verse 1, Imagine the wilderness whooping for joy, the deserts and bridal happiness with its spring flowers. Now, you do understand a lot of times when you're reading Scripture and it gives these pictures, these analogies, it's not just talking in the physical realm, okay? It's not just talking about the desert and the trees, but it's talking about us, okay? And it can be applied to us. And it says, it will happen. The deserts will come alive with new growth budding and blooming, singing, and celebrating with sheer delight. And I believe literally that happens and spiritually, that happens in us, okay? That we're, we're budding and blooming and singing and, and celebrating with sure delight. The glory of Lebanon cedars and the majesty of Carmel and Sharon will spill over to the deserts. The glory of the Eternal One will be on full display there. Where will He be on full display? In us, okay? It's going to happen physically as well. And some cool things have happened over in Israel and the deserts already. But it's speaking not just physically, but it's speaking in us. We're the glory of the eternal one. And I wasn't planning on preaching this. I was just going to read it to you. It will be on full display there, and they will revel in the majestic splendor of our God. Verse 3, so with confidence and hope in this message, strengthen those with feeble hands, shore up the weak need and the weary Tell those who worry, the anxious and the fearful, take strength, have courage, there's nothing to fear. It's read, it's Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews brings that same passage out. It's like this idea of, I just love that, that sense of strengthen those with feeble hands, shore, shore up the weak need and the weary. That's, he's called us to do that with each other. Right? And that's, that's what we do is we encourage one another. Some, Sometimes, at some point in this life, there's probably a chance that you're going to be weak and weak need, and you're going to need somebody that's strong, and that person that's strong comes alongside the person that's weak and lifts them up and encourages them. That's what it's saying here. That's what it's talking about. Tell those who worry and the anxious and the fearful, take strength, have courage. There's nothing to fear. Look here, your God Right here is your God. The balance is shifting. God will right all wrongs. Somebody say amen. Amen. God will right all wrongs. None other than God will give you success. He is coming to make you safe. 
Then, I love this, then, after that's happened, you've strengthened each other, you've encouraged one another. Then such healing, such repair, the eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be clear. The lame will leap like deer excited. They will run and jump tirelessly and gracefully. The stutterer, the stammerer, and the tongue of the mute will sing out loud and clear and joyful song. Waters will pour through the desert, streams will flow, and God-forsaken lands. Isn't that awesome? That's, that's what happens when you and I come together and strengthen one another. That's what Kathy and I have been being overwhelmed with over the last weeks from you guys and from many other friends and many other places around the world. We're getting notices from people all over the world that are praying for us. Okay? And that's, that's, what, that's what it means. Is that awesome? All right, that was the introduction. That, that didn't have anything to do with the sermon. So the sermon clock hasn't started yet. I still have 30 more minutes, right? <laughs> All right, Ephesians. We've been looking in the book of Ephesians. We've been studying uh, uh, through the book. We're still in chapter 1. Um, we're going through a study called Sit, Walk, and Stand. Um, we're still in the sit part, which is the fun part and the good part. The sit part's where you're just beginning to understand God and all he's done in your life and who you are in him and and it's just some good stuff and so I'm going to read just to kind of refresh your mind this is in the message I do think I have it up actually up on the thing at this point in Ephesians we're going to start in verse 3 it says how blessed is God and what a blessing he is he's the father of our master Jesus Christ and takes us to high places of blessing in him Long before he laid the foundations of the earth, long before he laid down the earth's foundation, before he spoke the earth into existence, he had us in mind. Is that cool? God, God knew you had you in mind before the planet was here. <laughs> Somebody ought to get excited over that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> He settled on us. Not only did he have in his mind, but he settled on us as the focus of his love. We've been singing about that this morning. To be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in plan. God took, God got pleasure in doing that. Y'all with me today? <laughs> he wanted us to enter into the celebration, let's this, the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. He didn't just give a little bit, it was a lavish gift giving. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We're a free people free of penalties and punishments, chalked up by our mistakes. And look, not just barely free, either abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in, in, on the, in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything, everybody say, somebody say everything. everything. What's included in everything? Man, you guys are deep. Y'all are scholarly. Everything 
will be brought together and summed up in him everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth. Guess what? You, that, that's got it all, guys. Okay, that's got disease, that's got sickness, that's got pain, that's got poverty, that's got all of it. Everything, everything, everything is in under him and in submission to him. Every, whoo. It's in Christ that we found out who we are and what we're living for long before we first, before we first had heard of Christ and got our hopes up. He had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you who once heard the truth and believe it, this message of your salvation, found yourself home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet or this deposit is from God. It's the first installment of what's coming, a reminder that we get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. That's why when I heard of the solid trust that you have in the Master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop. Now, this is Paul saying, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I'd think of you and give thanks. But I do more than think. I ask, and this is where we're getting into today. I ask that the God of our Master Lord Jesus, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing Him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is He's calling you to do and grasp the immensity of His glorious way of life. He has for his followers, oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him, endless energy, boundless strength. Man, we could just go home right now, couldn't we? It ain't going to happen, but we could. I want to focus on verse 18. I'm going to read it to you out of a couple different translations. NIV says this, Paul praying, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know. That's not up here, guys. It's an experiential knowledge. That you may know what? The, the what? The hope. There's a, that's important. That's what we're talking about today is hope. Okay, That you may know, experience the hope to which he has called you. The voice says it this way. Open the eyes of your heart. And let the light of the truth shine in or flood in. Shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace. Again, Paul's praying for God to shine the light on us or the hope that he's called us to. NLT, the New Living Translation says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he has called. Paul's prayer is that, guys, that you and I, that we'll grasp that we'll understand, it'll begin to sink in here, not just up here, but we'll begin to experience, begin to understand the hope that he's called us to. Now, here's an interesting thing. Are you aware that you have eyes in your heart? Isn't that what he says? That the eyes of your heart open those up? God, Paul's praying that God 
will open up the eyes of our heart, that we'll have understanding again. And this, for some reason, this is so hard to articulate, but again, it's, it's that the understanding will be from in here, not from just here. You see, you can know all about God up here and not experience him here. And Paul's prayers, and I think our prayer, I, I think it's a good prayer we ought to pray for each other. Just pray, just continually pray. God, open up our hearts so we can understand. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation so we can know the hope that you've called us to. The hope that you've called us to. You see, real hope comes from the heart, not from the head. We'll try that one more time. Hope, biblical hope, comes from here, not from here. You ought to be writing that down. That's good. Hope comes from the heart. In other words, hope hope isn't just something you can read about. It's not just something you can study about. It's not something you can go to the library or go online and do a word search on the word hope. And all that's good. I encourage you to do that. But it's more than just intellectually getting it. It's getting in here. It's the, I, hope stirs. Okay, Hope motivates. Hope encourages. Hope does something inside of you. It makes you look forward to what's coming. It makes you look forward to what's happened. Hope, hope motivates you. Okay, It does something in you. The word hope is literally, and the Greek word is elpis, it means this, to anticipate. And I like how it says this, to anticipate usually with, is it up there? Usually with, can y'all read? Pleasure. <laughs> you, hope, in other words, hope usually has the idea of Pleasure, something that's good that's coming. It's the idea that, 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 that things are going to happen. There's an expectation. Hope has an expectation or a confidence. It's, it's also faith. It's hope. It's a confident expectation. It's an anticipation. In other words, look at me. This isn't just wishful thinking. <laughs> There's a big difference between just wishful thinking and having hope in what God's doing. There's a massive difference in that. It's, it's, not just, it's not just, you know, boy, I sure wish this would happen. It's an expectation. It's a confidence. It's knowing God said this, and I'm, I'm expecting it. I have a, I have, it's going to happen. There's just no hope. Is like there's no doubt in my mind this is coming. That's what hope is. Paul says in Romans 8.24, he says this, For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? So hope has the idea of what? Of expectation that it's what? That it's coming. That it's coming. That it's going to happen. In Corinthians, he says this, and now these, I love this, these three remain, the chapters of Ephesians, of Corinthians in 11, 12, and 13, Paul's been talking about the gifts and all the stuff that's going on there. And then he makes this statement kind of toward the end. He says, these are going to reign. These other gifts are going to pass away. Okay, This is going to remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. But he's, by when he says that, the greatest of these is love, he's not diminishing hope. He's not diminishing faith. Peter says this in 1 Peter 1.3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a... Living hope. Hello? 
living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's our, guys, our hope isn't just some wishful thinking. It's not just some, God, I sure hope this happens, or I sure, I, you know, God, you know, there's a slim chance this might happen. Our hope is in a living hope, and it's a confident expectation that this is going to happen. That's what hope is. Trust in God. Amen. You see, you'll hear, and you'll hear this in our the culture we live in, that hope usually has more of this idea of, oh, man, you know, I sure... I sure hope this is going to happen. I, I used, when I was in school, I used to hope I'd get an A. It very seldom happened. I got one in PE most of the time, one of my favorite subjects. But, you know, you ha- if you wanted an A, you had to do more than just hope. <laughs> There's a difference between what hope and is. I, you know, we, I watched this ball game yesterday, and I was hoping... Right, Josh? <laughs> I bring this out. Please don't break out into tears, any of you Seminole fans. But I was hoping the Seminoles were going to win. And they looked like they were going to. <laughs> Something happened, and they didn't. <laughs> What's that? That's right. There you go. <laughs> you got me a hat. All right, here we are. At least, see, I, I, love, I love somebody that even when their ten, team wins, they still come around with their colors on, you know. I'm not that bold. <laughs> anyway, that's hope, okay? Obviously, it didn't happen. Or you might say, you know, I sure hope it's going to rain today. Uh, my statement for the last two months is I sure hope it's going to cool off. I'm I'm just tired of this heat, <laughs> and that hasn't happened yet, you know. But we live here. Here's the thing: we live in a culture, and we live in a in a in a generation of, of just there's just like there's widespread despair, you know. I mean, there's the, the poverty and 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 illness and sickness and you know all the destruction and and the war and and it just. I mean, what is it? You ninety-five know, percent of news is just bad news. They ought to call it the bad news instead of news. You know, and it's like, but people in the world, it's like they just kind of there. There's a kind of this mixture of this longing with fear. It's kind of this sense of boy, you know, I sure hope this happens, and it, and it winds up becoming for people that don't know Jesus, hope kind of becomes an illusion because they don't really have anything to hope in. For the, in fact, is this, the scripture kind of reveal, talks about that, that those that are without Christ, are, you know, they're, they're foolish, and they have, they have nothing to come to, to, to hope for. In fact, as it says in Ephesians, those that have, have, do not have their trust in God, that they're in their lives they have no hope. So therefore, hope is, is like a, it's an expectation or a belief in the fulfillment of God's promises. Biblical hope is what, and get this, Biblical hope is this. It's hope in what he has done. You with me? What he's done. We just finished reading Ephesians. All that Jesus has done, he's accomplished. That's hope. Hope in the past, it's hope now. We have a hope for now, for today, for the present time. And there's a hope in the future of what's coming, of what God's going to consummate, of the the finality of it. There's going to be a day, guys, when there is no more sickness. 
There's going to be a day when there is no more despair, where there's no more disease, where there's no more poverty, where there's no more wars. There's going to be a day when that happens. Right now, we live in a time where some of that still goes on. But we have a hope that we can believe in and that we can walk in that we're, the kingdom of God can come now in our lives. And we can walk in the now of what Jesus, what we just got through reading about in Ephesians, we can walk in the now of that now in our lives. We don't have to just hope, God, one day, one, one day in the sweet by and by, I'm going to make it to heaven. Hallelujah, that's going to happen. God, y'all got excited over that, didn't you? It, it, heaven's coming. One of these days we're going to be with Jesus in heaven. That's good. I'm longing for that day. I'm looking forward to that day. But right now I'm not in heaven. But right now, heaven can come to me. That's why Jesus said, pray like this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> Whew. And that's good. What is the hope? Let's, let's kind of break this down a little further. What's the hope he's called us to? Guys, we could go for months on this, but I'm going to just hit a couple of highlights. One of the hopes he's called us to, he's called us to himself. In Psalms 33, it says this, The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Our hope is in God. That's who our hope is in. He, there's no, he doesn't change. There's, in fact, the scripture says there's no variableness of changing in him. So our hope can remain constant in him. That's where our hope is at. Our hope's also in Jesus. It says in Colossians, it says this, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in me. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ in you is our hope. That's what the hope brings us to, is to Jesus. Wow. In other words, Jesus, guys, he's our hope. He's the one we're trusting in. He's the one that we're counting on. He's the one we're putting our faith in. Also, the Holy Spirit says this, that the work, excuse me, in Romans, it says this, that it is the work of the Holy Spirit, hope is, is the work of him. It says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with Hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Look at me. In our own flesh, and our own strength, we can't do it. I, Kathy and I could not be going through the scuba <laughs> that, that we've been going through. We couldn't, we couldn't handle it. We couldn't put up with, the, with the, what the doctors say, with the stuff, with the, with the, the, the pain and the stuff that Kathy, we couldn't, we couldn't put up with that. Without a hope in us, and the hope in us is Jesus. 
That's, that's how you make it through. <laughs> I don't, I just, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I don't know how people, I don't know how you can make it without that. How do you, how do you go through this life without a hope and an expectation of what, of who Jesus is and what he's going to do in us and what he's already doing in us and what he's going to do in the future? It's a hope in him and that's the Holy Spirit that puts that in us. See, here, Paul's praying that our eyes of our heart be open so we can understand the hope that he's called us to. See, our hope is this. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in Jesus. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And our hope is, 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 is an intimacy that we can have with God. Hope brings intimacy. Hope, hope. We, can, we can sing these songs. I'm telling you, as we're singing these songs today of worship, it's just this, it's just this sense of, of, of he, he loves us. He hasn't given up on us. He's not set us on the side somewhere and forgot about us. He knows us. He loves us. He pours out his love on us. He wants to constantly reveal himself to, you, to us and show us who he is. Look at me. Some, sometimes it's in the pit that you, get, you understand that more so when you're out of the pit. Does that make sense? I mean, sometimes it's when it's when it's when you're down here that you you just begin to understand and appreciate some of the best times over the last weeks that Kathy and I have had have just been times of worship. It's just been times of just of just of just going to God, of just being wrapped in His arms, of just being able to be loved on by Him and appreciate Him and have a co- a hope and a confidence in Him and what He's going to do in our lives. That's, that's what hope is all about. It brings intimacy. He's called us to himself. It's a hope that we begin to understand. He's called us to life, to eternal life. Jesus said that he would give us eternal life. You know when that starts? I stumped you, didn't I? <laughs> it starts when you first give your life to Jesus is when it starts. When you call out on him and you get saved, eternal life is knowing him is what John says. So when we know him, eternal life began. For me, eternal life began 42 years ago, 43 years ago. I was two years old, <laughs> give or take another two that was added in there. <laughs> See, eternal life starts the moment you begin, that you know Jesus, the moment you meet him. I, we're gonna, if you know Jesus, you're going to live forever, forever with him. With him. And that began now. He's where now? We're with him now. Life began now. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. So life begins now. That's, that's the hope that we have. That's the hope that he's called us to. Woo. I'm, here's what I want to do, guys. I'm going to just read some verses to you. I don't have them up there, so you're going to have to just listen. I, these are just some verses on hope. And I just, you know, Paul says in the scriptures to give attention to the public reading of scripture. Remember reading that? And so I'm going to just publicly read some scripture to you. Is that all right? Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. You guys ought to have this one memorized. For I know the plans. <laughs> I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to beat you up. 
plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And you can just hang on to that one. You don't have any other verse down, memorized, committed to memory. You need to get that one down. I know the plans I have for you. First Peter says, He has called us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and fading, kept in heaven for you. We've been called, born again, saved for a living hope to an inheritance that's coming. Yeah, heaven's coming. <laughs> that's a good thing. Here's another one about heaven. Paul says this in Philippians. Our citizenship is in heaven. Everybody say heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Throw that picture up for me, guys. There's a picture still on there. That, can you find it? Can you all see that? It's titled. I don't have the title on there, but it's, it's titled The First Day of Heaven. And this lady's just, I mean, you can see it. I mean, she's just ecstatic, wrapped in joy as she's hugging on Jesus. That's, we long for that. That's coming. That's coming. But you know what? You can do that now. That's the cool thing. You, you, can, you can experience that, obviously not physically. I mean, I guess if he wanted to, he could go physically and do it, but probably not going to happen physically but you can experience in the in the spirit you can experience his embrace you can experience that kind of hug but one day we get that i'm telling you when i first i saw that picture one day last week and i just it i just wept i just it just broke me it's like that's that's what we get i'm telling you sometimes it makes me i'm ready <laughs> sometimes it makes me ready to go come on I'm probably not going to take the bus today, but I'm ready. <laughs> I, I'm, listen, I can I can appreciate Paul where he says, "I'm just, guys, I'm kind of I'm kind of in a struggle here. I'm I'm in I think the, the word is betwixt. I'm kind of in between. There's this thing in me that just wants to go on and be with Jesus. Get out of this mess that we live in. Get get out of this life and go be with Jesus. But there's a part of me that wants to still be here for your benefit. Can you can you feel that? I mean, God, there's times I'm like, come on, come on. I'm let's I'm coming, I'm coming, Jesus. I'm coming to heaven. And there's times we're like, well, okay. It's okay. I'll wait. I love that. Our citizenship. We wait for a savior. Zephaniah says, The Lord your God is in your midst where's he at he's in our midst the mighty one who will save he will re i love this he will rejoice over you with singing this translation says gladness god sings he sings over us he will quiet you or still you by his love he will exult look, look oh goodness he will exult over you with Loud singing. <laughs> is that is that incredible? Get a picture of that. God. Okay, you mean God. You know, big God. The God that created all this 
mixed up with a word. God that created the, the 200 billion stars that are in our galaxy. The God who created 200 billion galaxies, that each one of those have 200 billion stars in them. The God that did that, that God knows you and knows me and sings over us with loud singing. <laughs> that means he's excited about us. <laughs> he, he, he's not bashful over us. He's not going, oh, God, I can't believe Bob did that again. Can you? He's singing over us with loud singing. I'm telling you, if we could, if we could grasp that, if we could get a picture of us that during our day we're just cruising along and we're doing our thing, and God's in heaven just singing over us, He's rejoicing. He, He's look at me. He's happy. <laughs> you with me, God? God, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who want to paint a picture of this mean, angry, mad, pissed off God that doesn't have a smile on His face. God's happy. He's singing over us is what it says. You don't sing over people when you're mad. <laughs> He's singing over us. Mm-mm-mm. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope. Isaiah 40, another one. That made, you, these are all just so good. But they who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Man, is that a good one? And now, O Lord, this is in Psalms, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Titus says, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. He's the blessed hope that's coming. That's one of our hopes. For Jesus is coming. He's coming. He's coming back. Now, I don't know whether it's going to be tree, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. Some of you scholars figured that out. You know what I know? He's coming. <laughs> Someday in the future, he's coming. I know that. That's the blessed hope that we can count on, that we can stand on. Mm-mm-mm. You know what he's waiting on? One more person <laughs> to come to Jesus. That's what's holding him back. He's waiting on more people, to, more people to come, more people to know him, more people to fall in love with him. Romans says, rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Here's a good one. It's one of my favorites. Be patient in tribulation. <laughs> I want you to love that one. Rejoice in hope is pretty easy. Patient in tribulation is tough. Constant in prayer. Another favorite. All these are favorites. Corinthians, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. 
And there's something that's seen right now in our life, cancer. <laughs> but you know what? Paul says you don't look at that. You look at what's unseen. You look at what's eternal. You look at Jesus. You look at what he's getting ready to do. You look at hope and faith and victory in him. Look at the things that are eternal. Those are the things that are unseen. He says in Romans, the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Revelation 22 says, Behold, I am coming soon. <laughs> Romans 15, For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance, everybody say hallelujah, <laughs> through endurance and through the encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. Revelation says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Last one. For this I call to mind. This is in Lamentation. And therefore I have hope. Try it again. This I call in mind. Therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Somebody ought to write a song about that. <laughs> I wish I could just break out in it right now. and wouldn't scare you all to death. Josh, why don't you come on down and break out in a song? <laughs> <laughs> don't you love that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end they're new every morning God I'm so glad his mercies are new every morning Paul said this and we read it to begin with he says I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. That's my prayer, guys. That's our prayer for you, for each other, for all of us. You know, if you don't have anything else to pray for in the morning, just pull that one out pray it for me <laughs> and Kathy and your family and the friends and the people you know, that, that you'll know, you'll experience the hope that what he's called you to. Let's stand up, guys. We're going, we're going to just go back into a, a time of worship here for a minute, and then we're going to see what God wants to do ministry-wise.